Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Rodney Fisher from ntxgame.com. Make sure you guys log on to ntxgame.com for more sports talk, more stories, more video, more uh, live broadcasts from NBA games as well, too. Uh, I'm on the podcast by myself tonight, but, again, uh, you can catch uh, my co-host, Royce Fisher, normally on the show. Unfortunately, he's not able to join me tonight, so you're going to be listening to me for the next 15 to 20 minutes or so. The All NBA podcast is also available on iTunes as well as on uh, TuneIn, the radio app as well too. Now let's jump right into it. We're going to talk first about the Houston Rockets situation. So the Rockets become the first of the NBA teams to fire their head coach after a four and seven start, a really an ugly four and seven start. The Rockets' uh, general manager, Daryl Morey, decides to fire Kevin McHale. Now, McHale, number one, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a basketball lifer, um, one of the greatest big men ever playing the game. Fires McHale, even though McHale had this team in the Western Conference Conference Finals, hard to say that 20 times, uh, just five months ago. Yes, he gets fired. So, Apparently for what the situation from what I hear, what I hear happened, the players got together in the players-only meeting. Uh, they hashed out a couple of things internally between each other. And then from that meeting, basically went to the GM and said, this is what needs to happen in order for them to be able to ride the ship for this season. Well, they move in uh, J.B. Bickerstaff as the interim head coach. And yet, so far, since having this interim head coach, they've only been one and two. One and two. And the only win that they got was in overtime against Portland. So so at some point, you got to stop blaming the head coach and start looking more on the players. And then overtime win against Portland, James Harden had to put up 45 points just to get that win. So it can't just be all the coach. And Mikhail... He may not be the best coach. He may not be Phil Jackson. He may not be um, he may not be Rick Carlisle. But the man knows basketball. I mean, he's a he's an institution of basketball uh, for the Celtic teams that he's played with, to uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves and putting that team together. He knows basketball, and to really let that guy go tells me a lot about what's happening in the front office for the Houston Rockets and also what's happening in the locker room for the Houston Rockets as well, too. So once he gets canned, as you saw, Danny Ainge came right in there and said, hey, I got a job for you here at Boston. You know, this all points back a lot to 
and I hate to say it, but back to Dwight Howard. Dwight has had nine coaches in his 11 years in the league. Nine coaches. That's a lot for anybody to have in a career, let alone in 11 different seasons. So, to me, he's got that label of coach killer. We saw what he did with Stan Van Gundy. Uh, we saw what happened with Mike Brown in L.A. We got fired very quickly there. And now Kevin McHale is out as well, too. And for this team, if you look at Dwight's production so far, he's only played in nine games because he's been hurt. He's now playing in back-to-backs. He's only averaging 13 points a game and 13 rebounds per game. And you've got to get more out of him if you're going to have any chance to write this ship and get this season going. James Harden is averaging 27.9 points a game and 6.4 assists. So he's doing what he normally does. He's starting to heat up. He started the season kind of slow. But really, I put a lot of this on Dwight. Dwight is the big man. He's supposed to be the best center in the NBA, but he's not playing like that. This team is 19th in points, 16th in rebounds, 20th in assists, and 28th in defense. So it can't all be Kevin McHale. It's got to be some of the players as well, too. So anyway, that's my two cents on that. But I think McHale's going to be okay. But for the Rockets, they got a lot of catching up to do if they're going to have a chance. Right now they're 12th in the Western Conference. Moving on, let's talk a little bit about the Clippers. Uh, there's a story breaking out of L.A. that the Clippers, of course, currently on a three-game losing streak. But apparently after that Toronto loss here recently, a big spat in the locker room between uh, Josh Smith and one of the assistant coaches for uh, for the Clippers. They won't say what coach it was. They won't talk about what was said. Um, some of the leaders of the team, like Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, have come out to say, hey, this is really not about any of that. Um, this is a big kind of smoke signal, okay? When there's smoke, there's always going to be fire, right? Um, and the way this team has been put together, you think about the personalities on this team. you got a very headstrong Chris Paul. You've got a very uh, accomplished, talented, wants the ball in his hands, Paul Pierce. Um, you've got uh, Lance Stevenson, who we know can be volatile at times, too. Um, and you've got these other guys like Blake Griffin, who feels like the offense should run through him, which it probably rightfully should. you got DeAndre Jordan and the drama that he brought over the offseason. So it tells me that this team, for whatever reason, is not handling a lot of this pressure, you know. There are eight games, even 13 games into their season, there are eight games behind the Golden State Warriors. Eight games in 13 games they've played. So I think the pressure is starting to really mount for that team internally, and Doc Rivers has got to figure out a way to take that and turn it into some wins. Because right now they're actually uh, six and seven, uh, which is good enough for the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Still early, of course, but being eight games back is going to be a big, big detriment to them. On the road, they're not that good. They're only one and four on the road, as I mentioned before, on a uh, three-game losing streak. You know, to me, and, and this is just my opinion, of course, uh, no one's going to debate me on this, but you're more than welcome to send me a, a tweet at Rodney R. Fisher or at NTX Game. To me, the jury's still kind of out on Doc Rivers. Now, I know he got very fortunate with that 
uh, Boston Celtic team, big three that he had in Boston, winning those titles. But I really feel like that was that team was put together by Danny Ainge more than Doc. Doc in his GM role here in, in the Clippers. He's put together some talented players, but that he's yet to put together the right team. When you've got the point guards, you've got the power forwards, you've got a big man, but yet you surrounded them with a lot of other shooters, other guys that need the ball in their hands, other guys that need to be able to score, um, and there's no real role players on the team. You know, Matt Barnes was a great role player. He played his position. Uh, Doc Rivers, is, uh, his son, is good to come in. Austin Rivers is good to come in and get some minutes at point guard. But they need kind of those complement kind of players to really feature the guys they have, especially Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin should be in the MVP conversation every year, every single year. Yet the team he's on, the way that team is kind of built, that's not going to happen. Uh, he's going to have to kind of figure out a way to really feature him more, let the offense run through him, and let everybody kind of compliment and work around that. And Chris Paul, of course, wants to be the floor general. And uh, we'll see. We'll see how this this whole plan kind of kind of develops. But anytime you have a locker room altercation, whether it be between coach and player, player and player, so early in the season, uh, there's always some smoke there. And we'll see if there's really a fire there or not. Uh, I had the privilege uh, last night, me and Royce were at in Oklahoma City at the Chesapeake Energy Arena where the fans were loud and cheering and the Thunder were able to stop the uh, Mavs win streak, uh, Mavs on a six-game win streak. They lose last night to the Thunder 117-114. I also got a chance to talk a little bit to Kevin Durant, who was busy kind of rehabbing, trying to get himself back to go, back, back, in, um, back ready to go. And Billy Donovan really downplayed, you know, the whole situation, saying, hey, you know, we, we don't know when he's going to come back. He mentioned being a pain thing. He's not really sprinting. He's not running up the court. But it turns out there was just a lot of uh, college coach speak. <laughs> you know, in college they don't say anything. And uh turns out that he did come out and play here tonight, and he's going to be playing this week as well, too, for the Thunder. And uh, when I watched the team without – Without Kevin Durant, you know, it's so heavily swayed for Russell Russell Westbrook. He had 31 points in that game against Dallas to get the win. Um, but that team, to me, also is kind of comprised. Of, it, it's just something about that team that just does not fit for me. I don't know if it's the players around Westbrook and Durant or Westbrook and Durant together. Um, it's just something that doesn't fit. And I really feel like Billy Donovan, although he's a great coach, very accomplished coach in his career, for whatever reason, just seems to me that Westbrook and Durant are not the two guys that really kind of buy into coaching. Uh, you know, Scott Brooks, you know, he kind of stumbled upon this, having these two great players upon him. Serge Ibaka was there. Of course, James Harden came from there as well. He stumbled upon these great players, but he, let's just face it, he was not that great of a coach. Um, then you got Billy Donovan, who was a good coach, good excellent host guy. And I just hope that Durant and Westbrook buy in to Donovan's scheme. Let let them let him coach them, because at times in that game, you saw it basically get the ball to Westbrook and get out the way, take a jump shot, take a jump shot, take a three pointer, 
get the ball to Westbrook and get out the way, which if you're scoring 31 points, you're going to win, it all works. But in the playoffs, as we all know, uh, the dynamic changes in the playoffs. Then you got a game plan. you got to play one particular team multiple times, and that's what always kind of plagued the Thunder when they had Scott Brooks. So I'm hoping that they do jail and kind of buy into Billy Donovan's scheme and let Billy Donovan coach them. Um, because to me, it seems like they've just been so resistant to coaching or not trusting the coaching. Um, but, it, again, they're a great team. I just I just hope that Donovan finally gets a chance to really coach this team. Um, and then I also want to touch a little bit on the Sacramento Kings. This, this is my surprise of the week is the Sacramento Kings. Currently, the Kings are uh, five and ten. Okay, but explain to me how the team five and ten when you've got the league leading point guard and Rachel Rondo at ten point eight assists a game. You got Demarcus Cousins scoring twenty seven point nine a game and eighteen rebounds a game. You got uh, contributions from Rudy Gay and other teams, uh, other players on that team. How was this team five and ten? Okay, explain it to me. Is DeMarcus Cousins is such a great player, put up these great numbers night after night after night. you got the best of Rondo who's putting up 10 assists a game. How are you 5 and 10? Part of their reason, I think, is because they can't match up with these other Western Conference teams. They're 1 and 7 against the West. Um, now, they have a great – they have a decent home record, 4 and 5. They uh 1 and 5 on the road. But I don't understand how this team is 5 and 10, you know. It's kind of like the Kevin Love Timberwolves, right? Kevin Love was putting all these great numbers up, but they were still losing. But now DeMarcus Cousins put all these great numbers up. He's got the point guard putting up great numbers and giving him the ball, and yet they're still losing. They're 5 and 10. I, I just don't understand. I, I cannot explain why this team is not ready. If you look at their numbers, look at what they're doing as a team and as players, but the lineups they have, there's no way they should be five and ten. There's no way they should be five and ten. This is a big surprise for me. I talked a lot about the Western Conference tonight. I do want to mention a little bit in the East. Congratulations, of course, to LeBron James who uh, moves up to the top 25 on the assist list, and him and Oscar Robinson are the only two players I have to be on the top 25 in assists and also in points as well, too, which is a huge accomplishment for LeBron. His team, believe it or not, the Cavs are really flying under the radar. I heard uh, Kevin Love mention that, you know, no one's checking for them. They feel like underdogs. But they're 11-3. and three. They lead the Eastern Conference. But since the Golden State Warriors are undefeated at 15-0, and 0, it's kind of like, oh, well, we're not thinking about the Cavs. Well, the Cavs are 9-3 in the Eastern Conference. They haven't lost a game at home. They're 8-0. They're currently on a three-game win streak, and you can arguably say they're doing just as well as any any team in the West, especially teams like Golden State. I mean, they can match up with them. There's no Kyrie Irving back yet, but they plan to be a full steam. And, you know, a lot of debate about when is Golden State going to lose. Just, just imagine, if you will, kind of a scenario, a utopia where it's Christmas Day, and the Warriors haven't lost yet, and they play the Golden State, and they play the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Could that day come? 
Could it happen? I know Royce mentioned on the podcast last week that he thought they'd go 17-0. But I think the sky's the limit for this team. I don't see anyone challenging them. Uh, they go for 16-0 this week against the Los Angeles Lakers. Seems like a shoe in there to break the record. So by the next time we talk, who knows? This team could have still been undefeated. Well, that's going to do it for the podcast today. Make sure you guys go to iTunes and check us out, All NBA Podcast, or check out The Late Shift. Also log on to ntxgame.com. Send me your tweets throughout the week. You can tweet me at at Rodney R. Fisher or at ntxgame, and I'll be sure to answer you guys' questions and include you in the podcast as well. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.